if you can't take yourself so seriously, you're not that which cannot take itself so seriously. Yeah, just step back another step. One isn't enough, you need two, non-duality. So take a step back, that seems to have not worked. Take another step back, there's, there's space there, and then you see you're not uh, that which is not feeling good, and you're not that which is uh, commenting on you not feeling good. Yeah, it doesn't change the fact you're not feeling good, but it changes a lot of other stuff, yeah? And maybe it changes that the you're not feeling good isn't as much of a fact as you think it is. But who wants to describe it? Just do it. Take a step. And it's not working, obviously. Yes? Something is still kicking your ass in a way. And you're, you've been the witness of it for years. You've been the divine observer. It hasn't worked, has it really? You're here. So it obviously didn't work. So now we've got a question, the, the witness and the divine observer. Yeah? Because you're before it all. You are before it all. So there's the Esther we question, and now we question the divine observer of Esther because it's not bringing relief from or for Esther. So what's the point? Yeah? So see that the, the observing has been now named the divine observer, and it's just as much not you as the Esther you'd like not to be you. Yeah. Just take a step back. It didn't work. I know people who have spent, they've done way more than almost us, all of us combined on a spiritual level. They've done everything. They've been in the inner circle of more than one or two or three powerful transmitters, yes? They've done everything, everything, everything. And they're still fucking driven crazy. Of course, they're not seeing the second aspect of it. They've got a clear thing of what they're not, but what's trying to get that clear thing of what it's not is what you're not. There's an assumption, it's still you. Just like there's an assumption when you have an awakeness, let's say event or a gift, you believe a lot of shit is you, that's not you. So you expect the head to get into a great enlightened condition when it just does what it fucking does. It keeps thinking it's the chooser of what's happening. It does, it doesn't can, can it does not get convinced by the message. You can get convinced by the message that it's not going to get convinced by the message. You just get it. You stop fucking tending to it and giving it spiritual meals, it just throws them up. It can't fucking eat it. It can't digest. Um, it's already full already of shit. It's not gonna, it can't, it doesn't see nothing on the menu. It just doesn't see it. So you see, let's say the objectified what you're not, which many of us have come against because it seems to be the nexus of irritability, restlessness, and discontent. Some even more extremely have been driven to it, where it's almost a life or death thing. You got to see it because this thing's killing you. Yeah. But then the claiming of the seeing of it is now killing you slowly, you know, killing you slowly. <laughs> that song plays. It sounds as such soothing music, but the same events occurring 
It's just being drawn out in time more. So now you have all this knowledge about what you're not, it's not serving you whatsoever because it's self-knowledge. The knowledge about self has been claimed by self, turns into self-knowledge. And we, as some of the canaries in the coal mine, active addicts and alcoholics, are here to tell you self can't get out of self. Yeah. Because if anyone wanted to get out of self, it was us. And we went to great lengths. Maybe we were a little tired by finally we got to the spiritual house on the block. But the first few, the party house and everything else, we went full bore. We went completely for it. It didn't work. And then we ended up at the spiritual rehab. And maybe we were a little fucking tired, we were a little cynical, so we weren't jumping all aboard. And maybe we saw something, which, hey, I see the same activity happening in the crack house that I'm seeing in this, in the spiritual ashram, self trying to get out of self. Wow, incredible. Self trying to get out of self. At least the cops will break into the crack house. No one's going to break into the ashram and knock the fucking doll off your plate and you know fucking give you a zen bitch slap and say enough enough it's not working you know it's fine you have you feel better you got a community you're getting a sense of belonging that's great so call spirituality a club that you join and you feel better you subscribe to it you pay your membership and you feel oh feels good but uh, you're not going anywhere yeah What's here and now doesn't leave here and now, ever. We believe we've left here and now, yeah? And now we're trying to get into here and now. Come on, folks. Of course, everyone in Zen Bitsop has a very loose thing what here and now is. They come in late here and go, all right. You missed the whole point of the message. Just get here on time, it'll help you. We already described what you're not. You're just now, you walk in as examples of exactly that. So, hmm. so we were just going on the same The rant of one of our members obviously is not doing good or they don't feel like they're doing good. And what's adding on to that not goodness is the thing that's lo loitering above it, observing the poor person's condition and making a huge desire for it not to be that way with no possibility of changing it, which is just more suffering, yeah? So it's enough this one aspect is in, the second aspect is gonna make it worse. We know, haven't you noticed sometimes through any form, anything, drinks, yogurt, everything. She has gotten three passion fruit over the years at three or four passion fruit starters or plants. They all die. Now, I feel it's because she really wants the fucking things to grow and they all die. <laughs> it's just the, her interest is not serving the interest. It's not, it's not unusual. It's always the case. I found it with me. 
I found it when I was about 19, 20. Already I've had trouble with the, my stomach, you know. It seemed to hurt a lot. And I didn't know what to do about it. And so I was about 19. I got involved in spirituality. And then a lot of other stuff came along with it. And one of them was macrobiotics. So I heard about this thing called macrobiotics. And I was wanted to be Chinese anyway. I did. I was practicing Tai Chi. I wanted to be Chinese. I figured I'd, I'd like the idea of a tiny Chinese dude up in the mountains. No one's bothering me. Moving slowly, just like water. You know what I mean? What I, mean? I, I did. So this was Japanese, really. But it was close enough. So I heard about macrobiotics. It sounds pretty obvious. Eat stuff that's in season near you. And basically, don't drink much water at all. Drink a lot of bansha tea, like which is twigs, very dry. And miso, use a lot of miso. And, you know, get like burdock root and fucking great shit like that, tofu. So I, I went for it. And I actually had an interview with the main guy, Michio Kushi. The only thing I can remember about the interview is he sat at the end, don't eat onions. That's it. I did everything. Everything else went over my head, but I remember he said, don't eat onions. So I swore off onions. So there I was. I could go into a sauna and I would not sweat. At 200 degrees, nothing came out of me. There was no water content. I never drank any water. I was dry as a fucking, you know, papyrus parchment or something. I swear to God, I would not sweat. It's just unbelievable because I go extreme. Yeah. So there I am. Walking around doing micro, 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 microbiotics and spirituality, and what's the focus of all my attention? My intestines. I couldn't see them, but I was doing as much as possible, thinking about it, walking around. My whole day started from here, and I watched it all day. It was insane. And then finally, I realized my wanting it to be different was making it stay the same and get worse. So. There was an old vaudeville act where one of the jokes was, we're going to send the guy around the corner for a half an hour. That's what I needed to happen. I had to get into something where I forgot Paul, who was remembering how sick Paul is, and send that Paul around the corner, at least for longer than a half an hour. And I found out that I started doing a lot better when I lost interest in doing better. You get it? I don't think this is unusual. I don't. So I see it, it's, I see it in myself still, and I see it in other people. They have a keen interest in something, and that interest is mutating the whole thing. Now, because we obviously have an opinion of what we are, we don't really recognize actually what we do, which is we give everything all the meaning it has. That's not a statement of what you are. It, you could say you're the ultimate meaning giver, but it's what's happening. The action of us is one of them is you and I give everything all the meaning it has. If you like the course of miracles, that's lesson two, very profound lesson, yeah? You and I are the dreaming of this dreaming. We're not an object in the dream. We're, it's not God's dream. It's not someone else's dream that we're visiting. We are the dreaming. We are the activity of the event. We are not the object that's in the event. We're the dreaming. We're not the dream. Profoundly different. Okay, so what happens is the head gets this idea that an aspect of them, 
and it separates itself from that aspect when it's just the other side of it is now called Paul. And Paul is not doing well. Paul is, uh, you know what I got? Sit there. I got a seat in the car. All right. All right. Paul, you know, this and that, that and this. And then there's an observing of Paul that is assumed or implied because of the act of observing, yeah, being the seeing, it applies to be a seer, the seer from awareness, not something that's seen in awareness, but it's actually the awareness seeing stuff about me. And, I'm, and now the case is against that me. And I am definitely not that me. And if I can get, just get this me handled, I'll become the better, more authentic me. They're both the same side, same point, different sides. Yeah. This is what non-duality shows you. A negation of one is not enough. It's negation of two. It's non-duality. So what is the duality of the identification? It's the object called Paul and the subjective called Paul. The subjective is truly seemingly claiming the immediacy of the awareness. The, the objective has been sort of taken off the stove and it's not as hot anymore. Yeah? So this sounds like the real thing seeing the unreal thing. They're both unreal. So if you only see one and there's an identification of the other, it's not going to be, you may feel like you're liberated from that, but you're not liberated. You're, you're, there's another, you're adhered to another idea. And in some cases, it's, it's worse to the one you wanted to get relieved of. It's called like the policeman thing. And it has no vacation from the policeman. It's, what I'm, it's always surveilling, how holding up to you to high standards or others to high standards, constantly getting in resentment and all this fucking shit. Yeah. And you're fucking, what did I do? I've done 40 years of work in this one lifetime. I kissed a lot of fucking holy feet. I've done a lot of shit and they're still insane. And it and it doesn't stop. They keep going, keeping on, because they're not seeing the second aspect of it. Yeah, they don't lose interest in liberation. Yeah, because they're still living in the need to be liberated. They just don't know it because they're bound to this other idea that they think is them. Just like they used to be bound to that idea, thinking it was them. They've just shifted it to another aspect, but it's the same bondage. Yeah. And so the real liberation is from the need to be liberated. So you're freed from those two dominant themes. And you're now, like we say in AA, you're placed in a position of neutrality. So you're neither this nor that. See, before I only thought you only had one option. You're either that or this, but you're neither this or that. Yeah, so it's a neither. So it's pure negation, really. It's not like a surgical negation and reinforcing something else. It's a negation of both, like the, the patient and the doctor. Yeah. You can't figure it out as a patient or the doctor because the doctor inherently, which is completely false, thinks it's different than the patient. Yeah. So when you say you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, people don't hear it because they, they're they sitting there using Paul, a.k.a. the Buddha, to seek the Buddha. 
they don't they think Paul is the Buddha, so to speak. Paul is my authentic me, but it needs to be shined up or something. There's so much obscuring by this, you're giving it a whole lot of other power. Yeah. And once that gets cleared up, I'll be a brilliant, authentic self. Has it happened? No, of course not. It's to say it's a different side of the same coin. But if you only see one side and it's heads, the implying is the other side is tails. It's different, but it isn't. If you flip the coin, you'll see both of them at heads, not you. And then you get relief. You don't have to say, I'm on the road to get relief. You get relief from being on the road to get relief. You do. You get instantaneous relief, which bec you become a very, very savvy uh, spiritual consumer. You are. You just, once you hear, this is the newest plan to get into the moment, you're totally out of there because you realize you can't be out of a moment. Yes, this is going to, you're going to use yourself to find your authentic nerve, then you're going to have it. So you just, you have, you're not buying shit you don't need anymore. It's not like the spiritual garage with all those, uh, whatever you call it, workout things that never get used. What's the new one with the videos or something? Some pedal, some Peloton, yeah. You're just there, the video's probably still playing. No one's on it in the fucking garage. Come on, you can do it. No, I can't, motherfucker. <laughs> Return it. <laughs> There's the solution. I can't. Or I won't. It doesn't fucking matter. It's just not happening, is it? So there. So what happens is you get relief from all those demands. And they're demands, aren't they? It's another form of slavery. You're still being directed. Yeah, still being directed constantly, critiqued, observed, gone over. And uh, that's the weight you really like to li live from under, really. It doesn't really go anywhere. You know enough already about what you're not. You don't need to know much more. You just need to know how it's presented. You don't need to know the quantity of evidence of the presentation just to see how it comes about because it's manufactured. You can see it because you're aware. You're before anything that's ever been made up, you, you stand before. Everything that's wished to be unmade, you stand before. Your awareness, yeah? Or let's say, don't blame me, go by Ramana's thing, being ourselves reality, okay? Because you say that was a, that was a moment in time that you worked incredibly difficult year after year to get to that point, being out of sales reality, and then to lose it when you stop being reality. <laughs> no, it was stating a fact, being out of sales reality. It, that fact could have been stated at any moment, and it was a fact. Yeah, being out of sales reality doesn't mean, oh, it, it can only be, it can only be, uh, said in a temple no it's being ourselves reality the greatest mystery is reality being us wanting to attain reality as us yeah. now if that shoe fits and wears it it's not gonna it's not gonna uh produce more yearning and desire to work walk farther and faster and maybe even run no you just fucking stop yeah, and let all the shit catch up to you and things get cleared out. Yeah, and then you see 
You don't waste another second looking for what you can't find. You don't. Yeah. You're not going to buy uh, the next newest book, how to really, really, really get into the moment. You're not going to, you think you missed something in the second edition, how I really, you know, how to really get in the moment. I'm going to have to have to really, really, really get into the moment. Isn't that the case? Can't leave awareness alone. Has to be radical awareness, pure awareness. I want you, let's bring, it's already here. Here it is, awareness. Okay. Uh, what are you like? Uh, you're a, like a fucking spiritual butcher. All right. I want the leanest cut of awareness, the radical. It's the rump probably. Radical awareness. No, it's awareness. Yeah. It's honest. Dog shit awareness. There's no pure or radical. That's an adjective given to what is what we think we're not. Yeah. Another way of making it something unique and different to what we're breathing, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling right now. Yeah. This doesn't look like it's radical. I'm in a fucking school's room in Marin City, not even in Sausalito. In the water. You know, this doesn't look radical to me. It looks mundane. Well, I'm sorry. That's awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's fucking good. Take away all that. Well, that, uh, well, let me, uh, can you sit down there, Norris? Sorry. Sure. Where is, you said exactly, that was good. Hey, uh, Mia, in my car is two, two pull-out seats in the back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the way to do it. I mean, take right over the seat. I like that. This is how it goes. This is why for all those people who are waiting to waken up. She woke up first. And then the next seat is available. Okay, speed it up. Let's go. Come on, in and out. Wake out. Wake out. Wake out. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've been pounding away at this for years because I'm serious. Something hit me one day when I was starting to show up for this seat assignment and it told me hey if you don't see this you're going to be looking from it yeah so what we're describing in a in a like a almost a laboratory setting so that you can see it like when they used to have you open up the frog in school yeah to show you all the organs yeah but the frog was dead but you'd open up and they go all right there's the heart there's this to that so we're opening up selfing so to speak laying it bare with the hopes and having great faith that awareness is more than enough laying it bare maybe describe its activity so maybe you will call it seemingly used to call it your activity but now maybe you move you, there's a movement and you see it as its activity and that's a huge that's a huge change right there. The claiming it as your activity, and when that shifts and you see it as its activity, like the mechanical mental activity, is a huge uh, shift, huge. Because this whole thing is whipped in personalness. Yeah? When, you, when the personalness is taken out of it by recognizing it as manufactured, truly, it's just an activity, a mental one. And the activity needs time. It's essential for it because it's going to try to imply something that comes after is before. Yeah. So, and then the simplest example is they're seeing, the head claims the seeing and says, 
there's a seer. And suddenly the seer is placed before the seer. So now every seeing claimed reinforces the same seer. Yeah? The seer came after the seeing. But the way the mental narrative is, it's it plays with time. It's star, it's it's the main uh, the main character comes after the movie starts. It's not at the beginning of it, it comes after. But then it seems the whole movie is all about it. So it gets implied to be before. And it's habitual. So there's a claiming of seeing and a seer. Seer, 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 seer. Same thing with the idea of self. You don't think you're becoming a self. You believe you already are one. So it's already used time to historically place its idea as a fact. And then the possibilities when seen as a fact are quite limited. Usually it's driven as I want to get out of this. I want to get out of self somehow. So let me have a drink, buy some fucking shit, do whatever. Yes, I just want to get out of this, wherever this is. Yeah, there's you never really take a breath. And unless you hear a message or get whacked that you're not in it, it's very unusual. It's usually just assumed to be true. And then let's do the best we can from that instead of let's question the truth of it. And then in questioning the truth of it, it's house of cards starts to fall down and you're still there when it collapses. And there's an obvious hit that I'm not that. Yeah. And it may take, maybe you need one hit like that. Maybe you need thousands of hits like that. That's what satsang provides. It gives you a constant hit. You're not that. You're not that. You're not that. So if someone goes on an Enneagram retreat, and they come here and now they have another identity. There are six and shit like that. And you say, yeah, learn all about what it is like to be a six and you're not a six. Yeah, I did not hear that. I did an Enneagram retreat. And all I heard at the break was people, they, they more identified. I'm a four with a sex six or something. Hey, are you a sex six? I thought I'd like to get the, oh, and then I was just more identification. There was no warning on the fucking gift. They should have said, whatever you find out about you, you're not that. <laughs> that would have, I would think that was the point of the Enneagram is to break us down as you can only be a mixture of these 27 characterizations, 918, it was 927. It basically was sort of like my friend and he's from Ireland and he has a good joke. He says, you know, he looks like he's from Ireland. So he says, yeah, they only have six faces over there and they broke the mold. So every Irish, there's only six faces. Well, the per you know, the Sufism, they brought the Enneagram up to present 27, let's say Fords, possible Fords, custom and stock forwards in this fleet knowing and so whatever whatever there's an identification with you are not a Ford that's the beauty of it yeah because the thing is why do you need to learn that you're a Ford and then bring it to you're not a Ford because you think you're a Ford now this isn't like if it wasn't if there was no feeling you were a Ford there would be no need for negation but there is a need for a negation because we have to negate that idea of that you're a Ford. The Ford can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it can. 
The Ford will keep, he'll take inventories of every other model thinking it's a unique separate Ford. Yeah. So we just present the basic mechanicalness of it with the hopes that you see, oh, what's constantly breathing life into this activity is an activity. Yeah. It's Pauling or selfing. It never was a thing and it's never gonna be a thing. It can appear to be a thing to us. And because we are reality, if something that is not a thing appears to be a thing, it sure seems like a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like if you would, if you died, now I don't want that to happen. <laughs> Let's say you were dreaming last night and you never left the dreaming. It would be real, obviously. That would all you would know. You would have never seen yourself. You would just be assumed because usually you don't see yourself. You're seeing everyone else in regard to what you call yourself. You don't see yourself as a body a lot. You see a lot of bodies, so, but you're running around. Just, just The assumption is just glaring that you're a body, but there's no evidence. So here's the dreaming. Now, we have a, a respite from that, which is called waking up in the morning. When people wake up in the morning, no matter how many years were happening in the dream, it was like nothing. If it was five second dream about slurping, you know, drinking a slurpee or a 300 year dream of many incarnations, it would all, you'd wake up just like that. A 300 year dream wouldn't demand a month of waking up. It would be just like that because time is inconsequential. Only in the dreaming does time have meaning. So when you wake up from the night dream, it's gone. That tiger, you may feel it, but you don't even remember the tiger in four or five seconds. But that fear that you were feeling while you were sleeping, thinking a real tiger was approaching, gets, you don't, it, it, there's no, you don't go to a fucking doctor. You don't take a pill. You just see the tiger isn't real. When you wake up in the morning, you just see, it's not like you work at it. You just say, hey, that wasn't real. And that all that brings about the relief that you wanted while you were in the dream. So really what relieves you of the dream is not in the dream. It's when you wake up and the same thing here. Yes. As Jesus says, you're in this world. Well, let's say you're in this dream, but you're not of it. And recognizing that you're not of it allows you to wake up to it in the dream. Yeah. What does that look like? You won't take it so seriously. What does that really look like? You won't take yourself so seriously. You won't. You lose interest in it. Yeah. I sit down a lot in my yard and everything. And at, at that moment, I'm sitting yard. No one, no one in the whole world, if there were ones, know I'm in the yard. And no one in the whole world cares if I'm in the yard. Yeah. And I'm feeling like the world. I don't care. I'm in the fucking yard. <laughs> sitting there. You're just sitting there. Because no one, my neighbors don't get there. No idea. Everyone's driving by another car. They're in their little private Idaho. It's just incredible. It's a subjective dreaming. Uh, it's like a worshiping of an idea, this idea of self. Yes. And like it or not, we either born a devotee, we became a devotee, but it, there needs to be a truth told that the head, we're not, the head is devoted to this idea. 
Yeah, it cherishes it, like they call it in Buddhism, the cherishing of self. It cherishes what it's making up. Yeah. And of course, okay, without knowing that you're identified as it, you will try to get out of it as it. And therefore, the, all the message of non-duality started showing up and Oang Po was incredible. He said, hey, whatever can be perceived, which is all of us as this, is not what's perceiving. Right? That's very clear. Uh, but there's an exemption. No, no. A clause of withdrawal. No. A but. No. There's no fucking but. Whatever can be perceived cannot be that which is perceiving. End of story. Incredible. Yeah. That would be, that could be your whole scripture, the rest of your life. That's all you would need. Yeah. And therefore, that which is the brain in that which can be perceived, that brain is collating or interpreting everything that comes through it to that which can be perceived, the body. So there's a very clear statement in The Course of Miracles, page 468, I think. It says, hey, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. Yeah, so the brain is in cahoots. <laughs> you're not having an objective experience here you're having a subjective experience which has an agenda to reinforce the phony subject yeah so to try if you're gonna you think and it's gonna it's gonna whisper a secret to you it's shouting out the real secret which is it's failed it's a failed system what can it show you it's failed what can a dead horse show you it's dead so you'll get up yeah this is the point of non-duality. It's negating the one side of the coin and then check, let it flip over and then negate the second side. So the one who asks, who am I? And the one who's being asked, who am I? Are both not you. Yeah. If you bring out one with the other, which is beautiful self-inquiry, if one comes out, and now it's going to ask, who am I to the other? So you get them both out at the same time, which is incredible. And usually they negate themselves and you feel like presence or space, don't you? Usually. Maybe the first second it's me, one of them answers me. And then you go, well, who is this me? And then the whole thing collapses. And then there's just a sense of presence. It takes like five seconds. Now, you don't think there's any answer because nothing showed up. But that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So once you get a little key, you'll realize that absence of these two things is what you are. And it's available when they're appearing because they're only appearances. They're not taking up any space. They're appearing in space. Yeah. These walls are not taking up space. If you knock this wall down, you don't have to go to Home Depot to get like a five by 12 foot piece of space. Yeah, there's gonna be just a void. No, this is, a, this is just appearing in space. The same space is here when it's up and when it goes, it's the same space, yeah? If you weigh the space, it's gonna weigh the exact same with, you can add 80 walls, it's not gonna weigh, the space isn't gonna get heavier. Yeah. If you take me out of the space, 
it doesn't uh, 160 something pounds is is no there's no pounds <laughs> there's no thing appearing that's real and solid we're appearances in space yeah so when i walk out of the room it's like i was never in the room yeah it isn't like you see a little paul no paul. there's no paul because it's appearing everything is appearing what do you think the word dreaming captures word dreaming captures exactly what the night one mimics yeah everything appears to be real we react as if it's real and it's not real and if we're reacting as if it's not real that which we appear to be is not real but we are that which is the reaction we are reality yeah we are the space things are appearing in we're not that which is appearing in it but we are the space it appears in yeah it's nice so what happens you get a little bit of distance from what you're not and there's a loss of interest in it. and maybe you want to go 100 percent complete loss of interest to me 50.000.1 percent was enough as soon as the tick scales were cut i'm like a slacker i just thought oh work's done i'm cool because it's just going to keep going you know what i mean you got the ball to the top it can only speed as it goes down. So it's open. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not running with it, pushing it. It's just, it's, it's got its own momentum. It just broke through this old gravity and now it's just, yeah. And I really believe in my case, my, that in, interest in spirituality was really an interest in getting out of self. I had tried drugs and a lot of other things. And I was just looking for a, something that would get me out of it without that much cost. You know, mm. I wanted the payoff, but I didn't want to pay any more costs, like getting arrested and overdose and getting running over by cars. I didn't think that was viable anymore. <laughs> but once I saw I am what I'm looking for, I have no interest in spirituality as a hobby. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't want to, you know, make sure every vertebrae is completely set every time I'm sitting and 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 be mindful, even though I mind every pea I eat and chew it 35 times. I just am not into that. I'd much rather just bumble and stumble through this event and uh <laughs> <laughs> be available with the shit going on you know what i mean instead of making my shit the only thing going on you know yeah yeah so i feel satsang uh reinforces this i do and i feel it's in naturally in you to disarm it is after be weighing so you know carrying so much weight uh we're all really just waiting for permission just to fucking put it down and if if uh and non-duality is the greatest giver of permission i feel it just tells you you know that which you're hoping to be as a liberated thing isn't you so you can be liberated from that weight now it's like the story ramana used about the guy his life is that he has to bring these big bundles every day to uh, a village about 
50 kilometers away and he has to walk and he has this huge bag on his head and he's not happy now, but he lives with the hope he will be when he arrives and can get put that thing off his head. So every day it's sort of a very heavy chore. And a guy who recognizes this asks him, where are you going? And he says, I'm going to somewhere. And he says, hey, you know, you can take the train and uh, that that hamlet's only a kilometer away from the train. You could cut out like 29 kilometers out of this fucking chore. And the guy goes, all right, great. So you feel like you delivered the message. And the guy goes, tells him where the train station is, what time it leaves for this place. And as the train's going by, he looks and he sees the guy and he's still got the bag on his head. <laughs> so then the next trip, he goes in there and tells him, you know, uh, you can take the, put the bag down. The train will carry the bag also. Yes. And so that's being an inviter it wasn't enough just to give him that he had to check it out because he was still carrying the burden after like the problem was solved yeah this is the same thing with the double negation of non-duality we believe we've recognized something as not us but we're recognizing it as the same not us it's claimed the clear seeing the clear seeing it's claimed the seeing as the seer. So now I know the aspects of Paul that has defeated me, and I'm now going to be victorious as another aspect of the same thing. Yes. And I didn't see it till I saw it. And I meet a lot of people who aren't seeing it until they see it. And a good place to go is you're not going to go have an operation. You're going to sit in the waiting room. The operation is you're already well. So we just got to go to the waiting room, go to satsang, let it sit, and there'll be a leap. You'll, instead of trying to get back to somewhere through time, you'll see you never left. No matter what conditions you seem to be in. You're not determined by these volatile conditions that come and go. You're not. You know, I've, that's been proven here. I mean, I, have, I do not... You know, at 11.30 every Saturday, I walk around, I tell the dog, can't make any noise. Amelia, no noise. The cat, don't fucking make any noise. I have to be at peace for an hour before I come here. <laughs> Get ready to receive. You know, you don't know how hard it is to keep this, you know, keep taking the shit out that culminates in you. No. It seems to run right by it all. All I got to do is show up. There's no get ready room, no get set room, no go room. It's just here. And uh, I have complete faith in it. I don't think you need to study it. So I should. No. All you need to do is need to hear it. And then hear it and hear it and hear it until the hearing dominates the hearer, really. Yeah. And once it starts dominating the hero, it's pretty much going to continue to dominate the hero. It's just getting the, the thing up on top and then it will roll down. Don't expect it to roll down when you're on this side. That's what people do. But let's just go. Once you get there, yeah. Yeah. So, anyone else? That's it, eh? We can keep. If you have any questions here, no. Anyone in the room? The Zoom room. We have intensive care in the Zoom room. I see. All right. Let's see.
uh, nurse Nina is now in intensive care. This is what happens, all right? Lay down on that operating table, Nina. Don't get up. You had me. You had me at the story of the intestines. <laughs> Which one? Oh, the intestines. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, went I will to say incredible folly. No, well, I I wanted to say because the when the when the when the selfing takes over the body, it's it's very that's that's really really difficult but i will say that i am i went from being an incredible physical pain at the beginning of this meeting to like not being in any pain right now because my attention got shifted and uh yeah. and honestly <laughs> i go i it's when i'm by myself and 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 uh like yeah, it, and I actually think that it went from alcohol to that. It it totally went from alcohol to that. It goes, okay, try it. Where's the twelve step for this? You know, but and there's a lot of people, a lot of people in in twelve step that it goes from one addict. You know how it changes addictions, but when it goes to and there's a lot of like digestive problems, back problems, all that stuff. I think it just picks a different thing. That's Oh, yes, it, there is not an it. It just it's sort of like water that's always searches it for the easiest way down. It has its own nature, but it's not a thing. It's an activity. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. It's it an gets up going one way. It just regroups and goes down another thing. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Well, the activity like digesting food is an activity, and if it goes, yeah, we're it. It's yeah. So. I know. I really to walk around and your intestine is the center of your universe. <laughs> fucking crazy. But it's hard not to pay. It's friggin' painful though when it you know and and you can't like talk about it. But since you I know, it up, the greatest salve is laughter. So after you get relief from it, there's a a lot of laughter about it because I did you know I my famous one was the. Uh, 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 you know, for years, the best probiotics would uh, say they had billions of beneficial flora. And then I think one came out that had trillions or something, and it was selling it at Whole Foods in, 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 in uh, Mill Valley. And it came out in like a six pack, and they looked like little uh, old dairy bottles. And it would have like a trillion but it was like $42 or $48. So I, I started buying it and I'm drinking it. And of course, you don't want to look like an idiot. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm feeling the better, I think. You know, I'm drinking, <laughs> doing it for about a year, really. And uh, I, fi I decided I'm going to, back then they had a place in Tennessee, I think called Smoky Mountain Labs. It was famous in the health and fitness underworld. Yeah, they would, they would, you know, look, investigate your shit, literally. So I said, all right, I called them up. They sent me a, sent a thing and they had an application what I wanted them to look for. And of course, like everyone else, parasites, everyone's afraid you're a fucking, <laughs> you're being driven by parasitical movement, but you're afraid of parasites. So I had that down and I asked a couple other things, sent the shit there. About a week or two, I get it back. 
I'm still taking this stuff. And I read the uh, I read the analysis, no parasites fucking far out. That's great. Then I get to uh, beneficial flora, uh, 0. 0.0000 science of any beneficial flora. Now I put like two trillion immigrants of beneficial flora into my little village here. There should be a fucking sign of something. There was no sign. I was like, what? I put this tons of this shit in there. And then the next paragraph explained it. And this is sort of like non-duality. Yeah, it is. But non-duality would have the second paragraph, the first paragraph. Mm -hmm. But this was, in this world, the first paragraph, there's no signs of any beneficial Florida, flora. And the second was, Mr. Hedeman, you have two bacteria in you that love beneficial flora. So you basically have been catering gourmet style to these two bacterias. They have grown to such an epic size. They're probably the healthiest aspect of the ecosystem. Someone must have really took care of them. Yes, me! I'm completely against my agenda. I've been feeding them. They were huge. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. But there was a principle in there that I have revisited many times in different and heard it from many people, Amelia with the passion fruit. And this is the one of the crux of the matters. You are your interest in is not the best of your interests. Yes. If you're if it's too magnified, it's not gonna do what you hope. I remember I was a kid, I had a chameleon. They didn't last long, you know. But I had a chameleon and I had a round thing with some like like little rocks, colored rocks with a fake plastic palm tree. And I my we were going to Staten Island to a family thing. I lived in Long Island with my family. And I refused to go without I had to take the chameleon. So they said, okay. So I had the little round thing took the chameleon and I put it in the back of, you know, uh, back on the top behind the thing in an old car. And I would go into the, I had it show up and then I'd go out to check it out. So the first time I go out, it's doing all right. You know, give it a little water, like those little fucking larvae things, throw a couple of larvae. In. <laughs> it was very serious about promoting this chameleon's life. So then I go back, I caught up in it. I come back out. The chameleon's nowhere to be found. There's this thin little like leather belt and the sun had moved and it had gone, come through the back window and it had killed it. Yeah. It got cooked. The plastic tree wasn't thrown any shade. It just got cooked. It was like a piece of fucking dried leather. I was so bummed out. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have the understanding. Sun moves and shit moves and it kills the thing. But uh, <laughs> now, if the chameleon had a choice, the last person he would like to have look after it would have been Paul Hedeman. <laughs> because see what I signed its death its death notice <laughs> ignorantly, and usually that's the case. Right. Right. We don't know what's going on. The head is a very powerful magnifier. It is. And there's a huge power of light that we represent. We are reality. 
So this reality going through a self-centered lens can fucking produce like atomic results. It can make mountains out of molehills. It can do a lot of shit. And all we'll have is some fucking weird narrative that never captures what's going on. And you don't even feel good with you for being right. It's not working. You say, oh, I know why. This is, no, you don't fucking know why it's happening. Yeah. So this self-centeredness just focuses shit, magnifies stuff. Yeah. And it can't stop the magnification. You have to see it from outside of it. And that's easy because you are outside of it. You've got to start. It's not like most of my life I've been trying to get out of something I have not been in. And I've been trying to get into something I've never been out. Of. It's been that black and white. Just all the particulars don't matter. Those are the two basic things. I was trying to get out of what I was not in, and I was trying to get into what I was not out of pretty much since I was about six or seven. Yeah? Yeah. This can be corrected with satsang. Non-duality's understanding is fucking, I feel, the clearest of all I've ever heard. Because, and it seems, it's just negation. Negation of what is assumed so that what is before the assumption gets noticed, yeah? Or you start noticing it, noticing everything else, let's say. Yeah. And then once things come to an end, you get it. You get it. You're convinced. You stop looking. You're not trying to get into what you're not out of. You're not trying to get out of what you're not in. You're just here constantly. And uh, if you write about it, or you don't write it about it, it doesn't change anything. You're here. Yeah. If you live it very casually or you live it looking for the most impression, you know, diamond-like carrots in it, doesn't matter. You're here. Completely here all the time. Yeah. So why not get established back to like the real starting point? And then maybe you won't be interested in a lot of the races. You know, maybe you'll find your own beat or your own drum beat or whatever. And, um, but not live under these illusory and these, this, these mistaken ideas, uh, they strive for life. They drive, they want to keep going. Yes. Something that's not alive, it's in the seeming living of it that gets it going. So it wants to keep going, feed, wants more feeding, more feeding, more feeding. And look at what sometimes we look at spirituality as now. We've, we've come to, we become at peace with the idea that it may take lifetimes. This is fucking insane. Can you imagine if a furniture store didn't deliver what you ordered and then their answer was, well, it could take lifetimes. You would just fucking accept that. I don't have a lifetime. I need that couch. You know what I mean? I'll find someone else who has a couch. But this idea... It just feeds, it just can't produce the good. So it says it's your fault and that it's going to take a long fucking time. Yeah. You can't produce what's not produced. It's already so. So, yeah. I'm here. I am. I'm still convinced. Seriously. I believe 
See, this is the thing I learned in AA. I could be convinced. I had no idea of that. But I got convinced when I got struck sober. I was convinced of two things that never changed, which is I'm fucked. Yeah, and that I'm not managerial quality. Just hit me, and it was the end of the story. This had a lot of catching up to do because this thing had been running wild. It had to learn how to live. I needed a way of life. I didn't know what how to live. I would get arrested a lot. I didn't know, you know, my strategies were not good strategies. And I had an ability to attract people in uniform into whatever I was doing. It was not a good way. So this thing had to get undone, worked on, but that which I am has never been undone or worked on. Yeah. And when this gets chilled out, it makes it easier in a sense, because then the interest and attention, instead of being wedded to watching this, can go off. Yeah. And I truly believe undirected interest and attention is presence. So there's presence, and then there's being present to presence. And that being present to presence is un undirected attention and interest. There's a certain amount of interest and attention a day needs, but not the whole fucking squad. Yeah. So now you're resting in that which isn't going anywhere while you're going places and doing shit. Yeah. And you really truly realize on having never left. Because no matter where you thought you go or didn't go, you're always here. There's no escape. And you're happy about it now because it's cleared up. Yes, because the head loves, just loves to fucking go off. And if you can just, uh, being convinced is like closing a door. Yeah, and then the door doesn't open again. And then you close another door and then, yeah. Now that same interest and attention is enriching today here. Enriching, I can look at you, completely look at you. Yeah, and then, instead of enslaving me to tomorrow or next or yesterday. So, yeah, anyone have a question in here? No one here? Yes, uh, Dana has her hand up. Oh, Dana. Speak up, Dana, please. Um, I just wanted to know how to spell what um, the the... I don't know what he is, the, the guy that you work with, Wamba. Mahashi. So R A M Ram A N A Ramanan. Now, this is going to be hard. I may need help. Mahashi is M A what? M A H A R S H I. Yeah. So M A H A R S H I. Okay. Raman yes? Yeah, thank you so much. Put his on Google and he'll have uh he'll have they'll have four they'll have three fashion shows a year. The spring diaper, the summer diaper, the winter diaper. Comes usually only in one color. And there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's Daisy one color. He has a he has a water bottle for that. All right, all right, that's good, honey. That was a nice question. I, I, 
<laughs> Metaphysically, what? What does matter mean in Ramana Maharshi's name? Raw. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? No. Uh, Esther. No one's no one. Uh, there's no questions. Esther. Oh, Esther. All right, Esther. When can you explain how it um comes that you said that the one that's um you said you say that it's it's looking at what it's not, but that's what's it's not is looking. No, see, there's looking. Yeah. That awareness is happening. You are now looking at ideas and let's say memories or let's say habits or patterns of what you call Esther. That looking, which is awareness, gets claimed. And now it's another aspect of, a, of Esther looking at Esther. Yes? The looking is awareness, but that what's claiming the looking is putting a twist on. It. Yes. So that what's claiming it is sort of every, always what's looking is the panoramic. When it's claimed, it's sometimes it's moved through a myopic. Yes. Do you understand? The myopic. Um... Let's just say this. So there's something in you that has ideas and those ideas are about what's called Esther. Yes. It has memories. It believe it has beliefs. It has, this has happened to Esther before. Yes. Okay. Right now there is a seeing of these ideas. That is awareness. There is also a mental activity claiming the seeing of those ideas and now putting a lens cap on it and magnifying some things about Esther. Yes, you're not aware of where the light's coming from. You're now super aware of what the light is hitting. So it's changed your direction. You're not seeing, you're not sensing the seeing, you're obsessing on the scene. You see, light comes in, claimed you're this now here's the light and then this idea that you're the seer and then the seer can get pretty fucking myopic now there's an obsession over the scene so all the light goes this way none of it's resting in the light yeah it's now being used to to uh fuel the mental play which is let's fucking jump on esther yeah so Esther beats up Esther. And that awareness, the awareness is neutral. The claiming of the awareness can make it a fucking obsession in a sense, because it will make, it will magnify molehills into mountains. Yeah. We're not saying anything about the awareness of light. We're, what, we're questioning the aperture. Yeah, in this dreaming, the aperture is blocking a lot, a, a, out a lot of space and emphasizing only things appearing in the space and only the most closest thing, which is you, 
And now it's like that poor fucking chameleon getting fried by the sun because I'm looking at it through a magnifying glass, not knowing the sun is coming through. This is what happened when I was even younger. I used to like bugs, obviously, most people, kids do, boys. Yeah. And some of them had interesting things on their back, so I would get a magnifying glass to look at it. And unfortunately, the sun was right over my shoulder, and while I was looking at the bug, I was fucking cooking it. This is the exact same thing. Exactly, Esther. You're getting cooked by the light of awareness. You are. Because something's claiming it. And that something is giving it the meaning. Now it's going to enlighten or illuminate about you. To you. Yeah. You're not going to get out of Esther by that other Esther. Yeah. But you can see that, honey. You can see it. Because you're before it. Before there is light before the aperture. What the light does after the aperture is the dreaming. It's undifferentiated before. I'll let a little bit of that knowledge come into the differentiated narration. Yes. Maybe it'll bring light to light. Yes. Yes. What means aperture? Aperture, like an opening or a lens. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's on the camera, you have a, yeah. a certain lens, you can tighten it or open it. Yeah. That's the aperture. Yeah, so self-centeredness is a myopic view. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole lot of light, but getting fused into a small uh, narration, which is I see everything as how it pertains to me. That's a very small loop, mm -hmm. yeah? Mm -hmm. With a large amount of light. Oh, What's gonna, it's gonna breed obsession, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes, and what does obsession breed? A desire to get out of something. What does that breed? Addictions. Yeah, what does addiction breed? A sense of incredible failure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the original addiction is that addiction, not to the light, but to what's being illuminated by the light. You. Yeah, you're shooting up light, really. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking too powerful. You can't fucking take it. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's not funny, but what's happening in you may be happening in others, but it's not happening about you and others. They're in their own little private Idaho. Yes? Yes. There's a whole lot of light and a whole lot of myopic. So you want to you want to live large in a very small arena, yeah. Instead of fucking give up the living large, and then the arena will be huge. That's just the way it goes. And other, some of us we need help out here, and we need to get that help. We do. This is not. This is not another way of masking symptoms. Right. This is about recognizing the cause of the symptoms. Yeah. This is a whole other ball game. While you're having 
boils and other shit growing, you got to take remedial condition, you know, things. You got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's part and parcel of the action figure destiny. When in Rome, you got to do as the Romans do, you know, lend under Caesar's what Caesar's. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. But this message can bring a lightness to all of it because it's not of here. It's of that. Yeah. You are what you've been looking for. That's light. Yeah. Light shining, light being used, they're different, completely different. The head is using light to illuminate what it wants to illuminate and then using denial and other shit to block out other stuff. And uh, always, every light is always bouncing back to you. It's just unbelievable. Everything's always about us. And uh, yeah, this is a relief from that. Yeah, not as that, from that. That thing is looking for relief as that all day. It's from that, yes? Just hear it. If you hear, if it, he, you've heard it, Esther. You know what? Need, what may need to be done is you need to have certain things cleared up that aren't meant to be solved by meta, metaphysics. You just have to get certain things down on a physical, let's say, emotional, mental level, and then uh, this slogging of trying to arrive at where you are won't be so hard. It won't. Yeah, and you won't have to try to use it all the time, you'll see that you can be used by it, yeah? And maybe you'll start, yeah. And I feel like you've been traveling light through these talks, but I'm not an expert on, on whatever conditions we as action figures are. I don't talk mostly in particulars. I try to talk out of principles because I believe the particulars can come and go, but the principles have a much long lasting effect because they're getting more to the root of shit. They are. So, but a lot of us, we've got some, if the particulars are barking, you got to fucking answer that. You can't just, oh, there are no particulars. No, it has to be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not our, this is not our forte. We're not diagnosing shit or anything like that. We're diagnosing the basic fundamental activity of a mental process called selfing. Because I believe truly it's, the closest to the source, the most inf more influential it is. And I think that's pretty close to it. Yeah, I truly believe we are the dreaming of this place. So if you can see what's going on where you think you are, it can have a huge effect. Yeah. Not by doing anything, but just like letting it roll over you. Yeah. Yeah. Non-duality is a disarming message. It's just negating the call to arms. Yeah. So, and we're here, we're here to support every way we can, you know, in a zoom, it's just holding the space for you to be what you are and what you're not, yeah? And, and hopefully allowing what you're not to be what it is, you can get the help you need on, on that, that certain level, yeah?
but I can't tell. I don't know. I don't know clinical depression. I remember I used to do massage and I used to work on this guy and he used to burn cigarettes around his ankles, both sides. Little, that's Somehow it would bring him into feeling like he was alive. I don't know. He had, there's a thing about it, but he'd burn. I looked at his feet and he had all these burns around his ankles. I hadn't gone there, you know, and he was heavy. I mean, he wasn't physically heavy. He was heavy, touching his the body. It was extreme, like the man of steel, so to speak. I'm. What am I going to say to him? I have no. I have no experience of any of that. Yeah, I don't. I have. I could. I may have been bummed out. I'm, I've never gone anywhere near what people I think call clinical depression. No idea. So, now I do know. This is a subjective thing. And what's turning up the volume on your radio in the head is not the radio, it's the interest and attention. <clears throat> it's our interest and attention that puts up the volume of the radio playing up there. Mm -hmm. K Paul does not have its own generator. K Paul broadcasts by interest and attention. Mm -hmm. That I know. So, and I see a lot of times. We be we act as if our own worst enemy because we want to be well so much it's making us ill. So yeah, yep, that's about all I can say about it. Yeah, Esther. Thank you. You're welcome, Esther. Remember, you're a lifetime member of Zen Bitch Lab. Yeah. That has some that has some weight to it. It does. Yeah. A lot of us just feel like we need to, we need to feel two things. Permission, because this thing is usually playing like uh, a meritocracy fucking thing on you. And and then feeling like you're in good hands as the action figure. Yeah, like something, even if you can't conjure it up, something has you, yeah, and has nicer plans for you, let's say. Yeah. So, all right. Anyone else? We have Nancy. Uh, Nancy. Nancy is waving her hand. All right, Nancy D. All right, you're not, can't hear you. Hey, Bob. Still muted. He's not going anywhere. He's got to make sure. Yeah. We can't hear you. Yeah. You're still muted. It sounds great. Can't hear you. <laughs> uh, you it's not. <laughs> Michael, can you give make a move? I don't think she's hearing you. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh yes. Oh, sorry about that. You I just the didn't... question though. Yeah, the question <laughs> is, the question is. So I really heard something a little different today that's helping me, and it's that two sides of the coin. One side's the head, and the other side's also the head. So, yeah. so, and we're not either it's one of them. Mm -hmm. so hey. this, this is my question so so i'm presupposing nancy i'm nancy right 
And then the Nancy in is is also is that the other side of the coin? The selfing is the Nancy in. Yes, the Nancy. There's the, there's the past and future tense Nancy, and there's the present tense Nancy, which is the claiming of the awareness of the thoughts of past and future. Yes. That helps. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Isn't only of the past and future. The claiming is happening now. So there's a lot of the claiming is talking about the previous claimed, <laughs> which right. is like the, the, the old Paul, and then there's the present Paul, in which is representing the claiming of the awareness now. Yes. And then that's the activity, right? So the the Nancy's the thing that I'm presupposing. And then the activity presupposing. This is the good news. The mechanical state is presupposing it. Okay, the mental state. Okay. Yes. So that that's yes. just you, you are not doing anything. Okay. You're not, dupe. You're not selfing. We're aware of it. Now the awareness seems to be underappreciated and it gets seemingly overwhelmed by ignorance. And the awareness gets claimed and then it's used for other purposes. So now you become overly aware of you and under aware of what's going on. Yes? Yes. That's not awareness. Awareness doesn't have sides. It's just is. That's it doesn't go like a lot there and a little there. It's a field. So what's sort of emphasizing aspects is not a, it's awareness being driven or directed by the mental activity yes it's an aperture like awareness and then someone putting up like an imaginary aperture and then calling it a camera so, yeah now it's paul that's seeing and what what does paul see paul <laughs> and it has a lot of opinions about paul <laughs> that only Paul is interested in. <laughs> like reiterate, so the two sides of the coin are basically having a conversation using the awareness. Well, I'd say one is doing most of the conversing. The objectified okay. selfing uh, is, is, uh, is again, just used to bounce shit off of, yes. It doesn't have a say much. It's you critiquing. Yeah. There's a you that's critiqued and there's you critiquing. Okay. So one yeah. is, yeah. So one's a thing and one's verbing, basically. Oh, yes. The one is seen as a thing and the other one is seen as the seer of the thing. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's duality, non duality. If you only see one, you're probably not going to be. Uh, just I've met too many people; they're just not happy. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for many years. I think I've been seeing just one, but then that doesn't do it. I know it doesn't do it. Actually, it makes it worse. It does. It's not trapped. Ignorance is bliss at that moment. <laughs> Seriously. Who wants to have a policeman walk the beat all day? Oh. You know what I mean? 
Have you ever did, I don't know if you did, but if you ever worked, let's say construction or, or did a service and then a, the boss or the owner of the house was over your shoulder all day, it affects your work. Incredible. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> it does. You may be a pretty good painter. You'll probably fuck a lot of shit up because of this too much surveillance. Well, this is what's happening. People... Yeah, there's some you and see the the it's just like the in the Course of Miracles it describes it really cool in a lot of ways. And this one section says, uh, firm in faith. Well, it's you're you're in that you're in an active denial of what you are. Firm in faith in this something else that your mate has that your head has made to be you. Yeah, I, it says that you made to be you. I don't see it that way. I think the head makes this idea of, I don't believe you do it, yeah? So there's there's a firm in faith and there's something else that you've made to be yourself is the act of denial of what you are, okay? And after this firm in faith that there's something else, why would you be suspicious of its direction? I mean, you gave it the keys to the kingdom. You must have thought it was worthy. <laughs> And so after a while, and it says, well, you're not suspicious of what it's saying, but then we step in and say, well, now you are because you've heard a message to be suspicious of that. So that which is talking about that, the objectified that of a new, that subjectified action of a new is the two sides of the same coin. They're printed in the, in the mental mint and they're spread around by phone calls and emails and texts and TikToks and Facebook and everything else. <laughs> We're just sharing, passing the coin along. I just want to live on one side. Yes, well, it doesn't work that way. Life flips it. <laughs> so there is a place of neutrality where you lose interest in both. You lose interest in the object that's going over and getting going over, and then you lose interest in the subject going over it. That's the essence of non-duality. The mm -hmm. object is negated, the subject gets negated. You feel a lot different than when only one gets negated. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a body, but what you then take yourself to be is... <laughs> It's even worse. It's a non-body body. That's <laughs> worse, exactly. That's really, it's, that's why. Uh, 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 yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I remember one lady called me. I think we did a Zoom. She had been watching videos for 13 hours. She had spent a million dollars. Uh, basically, she said, and you could hear her kids and her husband trying to talk to her through the door. She refused. She'd been up 13 hours watching non-duality videos. It was a lie. It's just like the perfect illustration of the insanity of a you wanting to be a not you. Oh, it's just, and you know, the kids, mom, no, no, I'm not your mom. <laughs> Just it was just insane, and I said, "I think this is the last time you have one of these." 
Zooms. And I never heard from him again, so I hope it worked. Really, she said I spent about a million dollars. I was thought, shit, I didn't see any of it coming out. <laughs> you know how many of my one-on-one -on -one hours ever lasted an hour? <laughs> they usually go about 10 minutes or more, less. Yeah, I'm not a real believer in it. I like impersonal message, especially if one of the aspects activeness of the disease is personalness. Yeah, you don't need a personal message. You need an impersonal message mm -hmm. about the personal. You do. I'm not getting it. Great. That's part of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long is it going to last? Well, when you lose interest in that, I'll say I'll, it's working. Yeah. 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 You're not going to get it. Great. Yeah. You're not going to get it. There's nothing called a non-dual experience unless you want to call the experience of duality a non-dual experience. <laughs> so you could say that. What would a non-dual experience look like? <laughs> exactly like this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All right. Hey, is that it? Anyone else? Because we're going to... Oh, I see Andrew. Let Andrew in, eh? Then we're going to go. Hey, Paul, I just have a quick question. Um, I'm curious, how does that aperture metaphor apply to the senses and the body? Is it um, what comes the up for me is in the, the body are defined, but there can be an intimation of largeness to a small aperture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're getting a feeling of what's before the aperture, there's hugeness there. When you see it after the aperture, it's defined. You don't hear every note, you don't have a spectrum of like some birds see much more light than we do or shades of stuff so yeah the senses have a certain uh, limitation but when you're feeling that which is before the sense it's very large yeah and some of that largeness can sneak through the aperture yeah yeah okay thank you paul yeah you're not going to have unlimited view seeing probably you know what i mean this isn't about superman X-ray, no. <laughs> the senses define something, obviously, yeah? That's the deal. You're gonna have an experience, this is the deal. It's gonna have to come through an ear, gonna have to come through an eye, and just in that case, it's gonna be limited, yeah? This eye is not able to, it's not an eye of a fly, it can't, doesn't have as many fractured lenses and you're not gonna, but you don't look like a fly. So that's good, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's always gonna be a dualistic, uh, you're gonna get this, but there's gonna be a loss of that, yes? So when you're seeing awareness, it's much, much different than vision, yeah? Yet vision can intimate the seeing of awareness. Like if you look at the sky, like they used to use this in Tibetan Buddhism a lot, just looking at a cloudless sky, it almost captures the sense of being a mind, a big open space, 
which allows everything to come in it, but doesn't get affected by anything coming in it. The sky never gets wet when it rains. Yeah. Sky doesn't open up when explosions occur in it. It's just a space. And it, that having that defined idea can lead it to an intimacy of hugeness. Yes. Yeah. So looking, gazing, gazing at, there's looking and gazing. You ever hear of gazing? In, uh, in Buddhism and stuff. So here's a way of using the same thing called vision. Usually vision is you're looking at something. Gazing is you lose interest in the something and you get more of a, a panoramic thing. Yeah? So it has possibilities. So that which is usually used for seeing, going to a thing, can gaze. You ever, you ever see the Statue of Quan Yin? Uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> well, Quan Yin was a, is a bodhisattva from the Mahayana uh, Buddhism. Yeah? And she's pictured sitting usually on an animal or a bench with one hand pointing, and she's like gazing, supposedly, over water. So that's another way. Of, there's a vision of an eye, but being used for something else. So she's sitting there gazing. And if you look at the Buddha, a lot of times his eyes are half closed and he's gazing. He's not, he's just, yeah. It's, yeah, so there's a definition, but what we are is undefined and the undefined can uh, spread through the definition. But the definition itself has a defined mechanism, yeah? Yeah, but the art wouldn't be defined by the mechanism because we are the artists, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, so it's nice. So gazing, Yeah, you know, you get it, right? People, like in the old temples, my friend is from the Korean Zen lineage, a crazy friend of ours, Zen Ma. And, uh, you know, there is some... Zen in Japan where they stare at a wall, but really most temples were built and they had these bamboo things that they moved and opened to a view, let's say like a hill or a cliff or something, and you would gaze out of that, just not looking at anything particular, just gazing and then seeing the day change and everything. Yeah, so it isn't letting something enter, it's letting something come out, yeah? So you, instead of constantly being pinpointed like the chalkboard and one dot of chalk, your head goes right to the, the dot and you don't see the big black, well, gazing changes that, yeah? You can just sit there. You're not really going to anything particular and you're catching something, yeah. So these are, yeah. The, the definitions don't need to be limiting. Yeah. Yes? Because what's before isn't defined by the definition, by the, the senses. It's before the senses. Yeah? So you can, uh, yeah, it's cool. Thanks for asking that, because it made me remind, remember all that. Yeah. I, like it. I have a great backyard. Actually, here, when we have it outside, we face, hold on a second. This is what I see all the time. We all see that. 
You see? See? Do you see it? Yeah. So when yeah, I'm sitting and the people are in front of me, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah? So I've seen a lot of people appear at the meeting, but I've always gazed at that. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna put a mirror behind you. See, you may live through definition, but you're not defined by those definitions. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Can you apply that as well to tactile, the tactile sense? Can I point it at the tactile sense? What do you mean? Feeling? I, I guess that's where I get stuck the most because the tactile sense seems to be so convincing of like, I am in this body, I am defined by this. Well, again, who, who, uh, who does it, who is it convincing to? That's not you. I had this perfect in Dublin, Dublin. We were doing it, I was working at another person's retreat, basically doing talks. And so at the last day, they could, other people could come who didn't, who hadn't paid the retreat, yeah? The last talk. So I was doing the talk and a guy came in, he says, oh, it always sounds like it's so easy when you're talking, you're not a body. I find it impossible. Yeah, I said, as a body. <laughs> so, right now, head as a body is thinking how impossible it is to imagine not being a body. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, if that fits, where? <laughs> of course, to the system, it's impossible. Uh, the absence of the system is impossible to the system. Yes, that's the whole point. This is what you see. <laughs> Stick around. Come to satsang. Go whoever you like. Really. Thank you, Paul. It's like a, a, I'm not done with you, Andrew. <laughs> what, what, I, what I would let's say we have a format that this it's always it may be a different name, but it's a nine-step dance. All right. We're just adding two steps backwards. <laughs> just not just one step, because that would be non uh uh, singularity. <laughs> this is not non-singularity. It's non-duality. So it's the non. It's the negation of the observed and the observer, not the observing, but the observer. Yeah, we're playing. The head is playing both roles, and you have nothing fucking to do with it. Yeah, its sins, its mistakes are not of you. Here, you're beholden to it. But here is not here. This is an appearance. This is dreaming. Yes? You're not any charges that have been laid against you as a body, the sentences, there's a statute of limitations. They do not apply when you're not a body. <laughs> All your debts will be paid. Yeah. So all right. Is any more? We're gonna call it a day. I got some latte to drink. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Kerry, nice to see you, my friend.
Nancy D, just come to Sicily. Don't uh, don't put up with any of the bullshit. Can't <laughs> do it. Tariq, safely entrenched in Dover. All right, nice to see. I won't be there for a little while, so get comfortable. All right, Dennis W, nice to see you. I can't recognize this one because the something's in front of it. Rico, he is definitely a man of his word. Sukai, nice to see you, Sukai. Richard H, thank you for the cash, Richard. That's a lot more, obviously. Chris H, nice to see you. He's on his 11th month uh, vacation. Very nice. Sherry? Oh, uh, Sherry, you're here in spirit, honey. Don't worry about anything. Yes, yes. Roman, Mula. We got Lori. Nice to see Lori. Dana, Ramana, Mahashi. <laughs> Kathy, Cleveland. Nice to see you, Nina. Vlad. Vlad, my main man. Yep. Check out Vlad's music on our on the site. Yeah, we're gonna be chanting. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Every morning in Italy. So get used to it. Learn little words. <laughs> David Bitterman. David B. Esther. Oh, you're smiling, Esther, now, eh? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Angie. Angie, you're coming to Sicily. Yes? Yes. All right. Good. Good. Uh, Jay. J.A., he's another Canadian, yes. Has a phone. Oh, sorry we woke you up. Calm down, go back. It, it's it's Hari, it's Hazi phone, Hazi, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to mystify you. Bye. This is, yeah. Andrew, thank you for your share, Andrew. Lala. Thank you, Paul. Lala, take you, just stick with us, Lala, yeah. Yeah, all right, we got some more and then we'll take all of We got Claire, oh, Claire from Ramsgate. Cassandra, sounds like somewhere in Wales or Scotland, Ramsgate. Yeah. Susan Kay, my latte lady. Christine, Hawaii. Hey, uh, the Zen bitch slap beating heart goes out to Hawaii. I know it's mostly Lahaina, but yeah. Jane G in Mill Valley. Homegirl, Rusty, Oliver in Berlin. I think another J. I think that's it. Let's uh, thank you, everyone. Thanks for coming today. And uh, appreciate the whole holding of space. It's great. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks, Paul Herman. Bye. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Thanks. Bye.